the winner to organize the 222 FIFA World Cup is Qatar. Put your flags up in the sky. Canada is going to the Thirty-two have become two. There can only be one world champion. Road to the World Cup. Hey, welcome back to the show. Well, Canadian soccer fans were left disappointed with the national team's 2-1 loss to Morocco today, but they were also filled with optimism with the team's chances uh, in World Cup 2026, which Canada will co-host. And of course, we'll have some games here in Vancouver. Canada played with pride today as it had no chance of moving on to the knockout round in its first World Cup appearance since 19. 19- 86. Now, but fans said the team showed uh, it belonged on soccer's biggest stage and they expect the country to be stronger for the next tournament, which will include 10 games, of course, right here on Canadian soil. So at least five, maybe even six games right here uh, in Vancouver. Now, one of those people in the stands today was Delta resident Francis Dos uh, Santos. He joins us now from Qatar. Francis, thank you for speaking to us today. Yeah, you bet, Jazz. Thank you for having me, buddy. What was it like being at the game today with Canada and Morocco? So being at the game today, it started off a little bit bad. The Qatarian police, I don't know for what reason, held up thousands and thousands of fans. I actually missed the first forty, the first half of the game. Really? Um, I'm not sure the reason yet. I only caught the second half. As soon as I got in there, though, man, it was buzzing. The so, whole stadium was on fire. So I just want to get back to for a moment. You obviously you bought tickets for the game, but you missed half of it because uh, it was just was it a crowd situation or was it uh, they were just holding people? They haven't told you why they were holding holding you or thousands of Canadians back and fans? Nobody knows yet. So I'm still yet to find out what happened there. I arrived, of course, 20 minutes earlier before the match. And yeah, man, they held up thousands and thousands of fans at the entrance gates. Police weren't telling us why. We finally got through. By the time I got to my seats, uh, it was halftime, unfortunately. I'm not sure it could have been a problem with the ticketing like technology. I'm, I'm looking forward to finding that out. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, as you say, uh, you got there, uh, you were there for for the second half, it, the feeling must have been electric just to, to know you're watching, uh, you know, your nation's team uh, um, uh, playing Morocco. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool, man. Like I said, the whole stadium was on fire. It was, the whole stadium was red and uh, people were going crazy. At that time, at halftime, it was 2-1. So we were kind of on the edge of our seats. I had this incredible seat. I was on row B. So I was kind of like right to the side of the net. Yeah, no, it was amazing, man. Canada, they were doing amazing. Got a little bit unlucky at times and it's yeah. all good. Quite inspiring stuff. Though. Yeah, and I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, I think that's, that's the thing they they have played inspiring soccer. Uh, they didn't embarrass themselves. They didn't win, but they didn't embarrass themselves either. They did a fabulous job. Particularly, I really enjoyed the first game with Belgium. They were competitive uh, right to the end, which is which is so very important. Now, this isn't your first game, is it? I mean, you, you've watched a few games there. Yeah, so today was my seventh match. Um, tomorrow, I have my last one. I got Portugal tomorrow, but... My first Canada match was against Croatia there. Now, are you there uh, in Qatar, obviously, to watch the game, but do you uh, sort of know the area well? 
Qatar, this is my first time here in this country. The Middle East, I do a lot of work in Dubai, sports trainer. So that's my trade. And um, a few times a year, I travel to Dubai. But here in Qatar, this is my first time. Uh, your thoughts on the next World Cup? It'll be, of course, in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. We're, we're sort of sharing the bid. Uh, what do you think, not just hosting some of the games here in Vancouver, but, but just the fact that the World Cup is returning to North America, Canada will be a part of that, of course. What do you think it's meant for soccer overall in regards to the development of the sport? Canadian soccer has been slowly developing over the years, but especially with this men's national team, it's really put us on the map. And the fact that now they're bringing it back home and we get to witness some World Cup soccer back in Vancouver, it's uh, really inspiring for the youth. Um, it, it really motivates them and I'm really looking forward to attending again, especially after this experience. It's been amazing. Well, Francis, uh, uh, I know you're enjoying yourself and uh, you'll be off to uh, uh, match number eight tomorrow. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy uh, your evening in Qatar and uh, look forward to chatting with you when you get back. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jazz, for having me on. Man. I look forward to seeing you soon. That was Francis Dos Santos. Uh, he is a Delta resident, and as he said, he's in Qatar, and uh, he's watched seven games so far, his first Canadian game, and he's got one more to go, so eight World Cup games for him, and uh, you, know, <laughs> you pay for a, a ticket, and uh, you don't, you miss half the game. So that would be quite disappointing, but he, I mean, he had a great attitude, didn't he, Ryan? <laughs> I mean, super positive. Super positive. The Canadian fans are all still su- super positive, but I got to say again, like, you're missing half the game. I know. They didn't get the. I mean, we. uh, The Vancouver mayor was on uh, this show as well. I bet he didn't miss half the game. Well, he didn't, but he did mention that there were some ticketing ticketing issues. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, the fact that uh, uh, Francis here from Delta missed half of it, I'd be really annoyed when you fly all the way to Qatar to watch uh, your team play. But like I said, he's got uh, eight games in total. He's gonna he's gonna watch. Let's talk a little bit about the Canadians. Yes, they didn't win. Uh, They got a goal in the second game. How would you describe their overall performance uh, uh, during this tournament? Uh, You know, if you're Canada, I think you got to be proud. Uh, it was just sort of the like the, the uh, they qualified jazz. That was the biggest thing was that they qualified. Yeah, I mean, that, and that, their showing wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I I got uh, the first game was what disappointed me, and it wasn't their performance. I just felt with that performance they should have won. Yeah, and Belgium got away with one. There. That first half, Canada dominated Belgium. They hemmed them into their own zone. They had the early penalty. If Alfonso Davies puts that in, it not only changes the whole complexion of just that one game, but the whole tournament for Canada as well. Because if they win that game, all of a sudden that's three points. Going against Croatia, you get a little bit more confidence. Then going against Morocco again. Again, a lot of people were saying Morocco is the easy game. That's the game Canada could win. And you know, a lot of these teams are really good. If you're in the World Cup, you're not like a pushover team. No, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, you're seeing um, sort of non-traditional teams do well. Japan uh, is, is is doing well. Um, uh, even the United States, the go they, they have, I think they haven't been to the second round, the knockout round since 2014. Yeah, and they You're qualified just, this year. So yeah. it's good to see you know the U.S. and some Asian countries do well beyond just European countries and South America. So I think in that sense, you're seeing some changes. I mean, it's going to be slow. The powerhouses are still going to be the powerhouses, but it's still great to see some of these countries do well. Yeah, I think what we saw with Canada is, again, they didn't look out of place against Belgium. They got... Totally outclassed against Croatia. Yeah, they got thumped. Against Morocco, it was kind of 50-50. Like they, they still look like they did belong. Like They scored that early goal against Croatia as well. And that's the biggest takeaway here for me is that Canada looked like they belonged. This was their first World Cup since 1986 here. And they're going to be in there again in the next one. 
And they just got to keep building on all this momentum here. Like in 19, and sorry, in 2026, like what's the goal now? Is to, well, hey, win a game. We scored That's a right. goal. Now it's time to win a game. And, and I think for our listeners, got to remind, remind them that uh, if your country is hosting or co-hosting the game, your team automatically... Uh, uh, automatically qualify. Automatic yes. qualify. That's why Qatar was playing yes. uh, in, in this tournament. And now with three countries co-hosting, so the U.S., Mexico, and Canada... We'll all, all be at the 2026 World Cup, right? Yeah, and the tournament, there's going to be 48 teams. So it's going to expand from 32 to 48. More teams get in. How's it going to deal with the quality of the games we're going to see? I mean, who knows? You might see some teams that don't quite necessarily belong in well, the tournament. We'll learn that very quickly. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. If you're the World Cup, then start acting like the way World to, Cup. It is a good way to sort of grow the, the uh, game here because we kind of see the same countries over and over again, right? Yeah. Except for Italy this year. Yeah, it, that's, it's a weird World Cup without Italy. But I, I also it, think... Is since, it, though? <laughs> I think it is. I always like their play, although they <laughs> didn't qualify, so that says something about their play. But you know what? You know, 60% of humanity lives in Asia. It wouldn't hurt to have a few more Asian nations uh, and it can hopefully build their... Uh, and help them develop uh, uh, their game and some of their training programs as well. But the fact that uh, Canada has done so well, look, it's amazing to me that you look at the team, I think it's seven players from uh, the Bank, uh, Toronto suburb of Brampton. Yeah, a lot uh, of That's the a huge, huge population. Yeah. Just immigrant kids that are really bringing a different perspective and view to the game. And I'm sure we're going to see more of them coming out of Vancouver as well. And that's just the nature of of, 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 uh, of, of, of our country. So I, I just think it's a fabulous, fabulous uh, tournament in the sense that it will help grow the game of soccer right yeah, here in Canada. Overall, tournament, a success, but there were games where Canada should have done better and they should have come away with at least one win here and kind of challenged for that second spot uh, into or out of the uh, group stage. And I did find some great commentary that just sort of summed up uh, Canada's uh, World Cup here. Canada's World Cup has come to an end. Canada have lost all their games at the World Cup. <laughs> you got to get creative when you're not the rights holder here, right? <laughs> That's about it. I, but you know what? You got to be optimistic, and I'm so glad we were there. And we're going to be there in 2026, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, that's our Ryan Lee Hall talking a little bit about the World Cup. He's a big fan, just like myself.